What's going on? Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Soapboxing Podcast. It's your boy, Fresh, uh, welcoming you this morning. It is uh, a pleasure to be with y'all. Today, we have Eduardo Garcia with us. Join us to sit down, talk some boxing, talk about his previous fight, and talk about his next fight coming up. Uh, Coach Derek is out in uh, Detroit this morning, getting ready for Q's uh, fight. Quentin Randall is going to be fighting this evening uh, in the Detroit Brawlers uh, showcase out there. So good luck to uh, the guys. I'm sure they're going to go out there and kick some ass and uh, come back and tell us all about it. So what's going on, my man? Thank you uh, for being with us this morning. How you doing? Doing good, man. Thanks for having me. For sure, man. We've been a big fan of you. Uh, you are no stranger to the show. Anytime we're out there to uh, to the fights and we're out there commentating or whatnot, you always uh, stop by and, and talk with us, and we appreciate that. Uh, well, we've been following you for a while. I think the first time uh, I really had a chance to sit and, t- and chat with you was probably over there in uh, in in Humble uh, when uh, yeah you, when you had that fight out there. How uh, how have things been going, bro? Going good. I mean, ever since uh, the beginning of 2021, things have been looking up. Uh, fights have been a lot more consistent lately. Um, the, but the years before that, it was one year, and then I'll be off for another year. It was pretty much like once a year type of situation, which was what, not going pretty well. What was what was going on with that? Was that uh, a training thing? Was it management? Was it what was it? Just finding difficult finding opponents? Yeah. It was just finding opponents, really. Um, I wasn't signed with nobody. Uh, I just turned pro at the time or whatever. Um, and it was mostly we would get the fights. We would be on the shows and all that. And then it was always like bullshit happening last minute. Opponent doesn't show up. He doesn't make physicals, weight, whatever. And so I remember that happened a couple times back to back to back. So while I, w- I was technically scheduled to fight, I went over a year without fighting just because of things that kept falling through. Yeah. That's the, that's the business of boxing, man. It's something that we all got to deal with. But uh, you mentioned in 2021, things started to turn around. What was, what was <clears> the, <throat> what was the changing factor that helped that? So, well, back up a little bit before that kind of going off of what, what I was saying um, after that happened so many times, I was kind of getting flustered and frustrated. This was about 2018, 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, man, you know what? I was still in school at the time at U of H University of Houston, Maine. So I said, you know what? I'm gonna take a break here. There's a lot of crap going on. Let me just finish school and I'll be back. And so that happened, graduated 2019. And then, so I was back in the gym, January, 2020. And then COVID happened. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I, I was real sick right before COVID. I'm pretty sure that's what it was or mm. whatever. And then we'll, so you, it you became, had- you had COVID before you knew it was COVID. Right. I guess I got it before it was cool, right? So <laughs> so then everything started shutting down or whatever because of it. And then so that basically put me back on the sidelines for that whole other year, 2020. And then 2021 started. Uh, everything was started getting more lax with COVID and all that. And I was back in the gym. And then uh, I signed with Next Fight Up early 2021. And then from there, how was that? How did that relationship uh, come about? Okay, you got Forrest, uh, Forrest uh, Washington, and, and and Joey V out there. Great guys, local Houston promoters. Uh, how did that relationship come to pass? Yeah, it was kind of funny. Uh, I've known Forrest for years. Um, 
since the amateur days, I remember one time we were at one of the Olympic trials qualifiers out in Memphis, I believe it was. I don't remember what city, Memphis, no, Chattanooga. Memphis or Chattanooga, one of those, for one of the qualifiers. And then we were going as a Houston team, and they were like, oh, here's the lineup of who you're rooming with. And I was rooming with Forrest. At the time, I didn't know nothing about him. Like, I was like, oh, I got a room with this stranger, right? I, yeah. I have no idea who he is. And whatever. I forgot who else was in the room with us. And whatever. We were at the tournament. Uh, at the time, I was still in school, so I had a lot of schoolwork or whatever. And I guess he's seen – when I'm not fighting, I, I was in the room, I don't know, writing a paper or doing whatever right. I had to do. And then I remember because we talk about it now, he always says that whenever he finally – see me fight, he thought I was going to get my ass whooped, like, off the jump, <laughs> just because, oh, what's, what's this little kid doing? He's in school, nerd, whatever. And then he was like, oh, shit, this guy can fight. Yeah. And then, so that's pretty much how I met him and how I got in contact with him. So you're from Houston, right? Yeah, born and raised. Nice. And so tell us how, tell us how this whole boxing thing got started for you. Man, it was, it's not like most people, most people, you know, have it, had it hard coming up or whatever. Nah, my parents took care of us pretty well, uh, me and my siblings. Uh, and then we wanted something to do. So my dad threw us in the boxing gym. I think my mom wanted us to go like karate or something. And we were like, ah, that's kind of, you know, let's go boxing first. Right. Plus it was, it was more affordable at the time. Right. And, and so we're, we stuck with it. We are pretty, got pretty good at it. Um, I had my first fight within my first year or whatever. I was nine years old at the oh, time. Oh, you young, yeah. Yeah, I was a kid. I mean, I've been in the game since I was nine. So, what, 16 years now? Right. <clears throat> and then well, I started getting pretty good or whatever. And then it just kind of took off from there. What gym did you walk into? Eastside. Eastside Boxing over here. And uh, the At the time, it was... It was a uh, Juan Moya at the time. And is that the same same gym that you're at now? No, right. Now, so I joined at Maine. Yeah, yeah. With Bobby and uh, with Bobby and Aaron. Yeah, and Aaron. And how's that? How's how's working with them too? Them two are some solid uh, coaches I mean, and trainers, man. Yeah, top tier, best in the game. Yeah, so sure. I mean, shoot. And plus, at the gym, we got anything you can ask for. We got it there. Yeah. Every time I talk about every time I talk about Houston and Houston boxing, man, I feel like you know, Houston's always it's just evolving and growing in, in boxing. It's becoming like the mecca where we have world class fighters from all over the country that that come to train here. And if they're not training out of Houston, they come to Houston to to get good sparring in and get and get right. good, good training in. Right. And so. So you start. You were you were over at the East End, and tell us about about your your amateur career and how how all that developed. So I mean, I, I started fighting uh, pretty regularly. Again, once I had my first fight, I was nine years old. Uh, by the time I was, so I had just turned thirteen. Nine days after I turned thirteen, my dad, who was also, my dad was like part of our coach or whatever. So he would help train us, this and that, me and my brother at the time. And then he passed away when I was 13. And then so I took some time off after that, like uh, whatever, uh, probably like two, three months after that. And then I started fighting again. My brother never returned, but I came back. Hmm. And then from there, I mean, I just 
kept winning state titles, going to national silver gloves, JOs. I mean, you name it. I was, I was, I was there. You know, we were talking, we had uh, Darius on last week and we were talking about, you know, the discipline that it takes to, to be in school and college and, and, and box, man. I mean, it's both, it, it both require full-time attention and energy, especially if you're competing at the level that, that you're competing professionally, you know, and, you know, you, even you, with you mentioning, you know, how you first met, you know, Forrest or the first memory that you have Forrest that, you know, you're literally, you know, at, 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 uh, at, uh, at camp or whatnot, and you're studying and you're, you're, you're doing your homework. And so how was that, how was that for you balancing the two, uh, your education and, and, and boxing. And what's your message to young fighters out there that might be going through the same thing? I guess the it's, it is difficult getting it, you know, figured out, scheduled or whatever. Um, I guess the biggest thing that people struggle with is they want to do all that and still go out and party, go out with the friends, go do all that. And that's where you kind of got to, you know, make your decision it's a lot easier if you don't do all that, you know, mm. like all I got to do is wake up, go to school, train. It's not, it's not too hard. You know, it's not too bad. Yeah. Your social life takes a hit, but right. you'll get it back. You'll get it back once everything pays off. Nice. Now you just came back from, where was it? Was it uh Costa Rica? No, where was it that you just Costa came Rica, back? Yeah. Was it Costa Rica? Congratulations yeah. on your victory out there. Uh, how Was that your first time fighting out there in Costa Rica? Yeah, first time fighting internationally as a professional. Uh, I think in the amateurs once we went to Canada, but this was the first time we left the country for the pros. And how was that whole experience out there? It, it was cool. It was nice. Uh, the the whole like where we were staying and all that. We weren't really staying where the uh, like where the tourists go. Right. We were staying more of where like the locals went. So I've got <laughs> some family back in Mexico, and so like when we would go visit them, it was very similar, you know. The like you know hot water, you know limited AC, limited heater, <laughs> like that that situation. So you got the the, the full experience. Yeah, Al, but, but the food yeah. out there was amazing. Was it? Yeah, did the you, food was did, the best thing. Did you were you able to spend some? Were you able to spend a little bit of time going out checking out the the, the local vibes, or what? You were got in, took care of business, and and headed back out. Pretty much, uh, the only times we would go out on the town or whatever would be to go look for food. Nice, nice. And so now you uh, you took care of business a couple of weeks ago and you're back in the ring uh, next month, man, February 12th in uh, Austin, Texas. Next fight up uh, at the uh, 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 the Givens Recreational Center. Uh, you're going to be uh, fighting now. Is this going to be this going to be another six round fight, right? Or four rounds? Uh no, nah, it should definitely be six a rounds. minimum of six. Six round fight. Um, so funny story, actually, in going back on the Costa Rica fight, the whole time, I mean, I've only ever fought six rounds. This was supposed to be a six round fight. In the in the fight, six round ends. I'm like, okay, cool, job done. And they're like, no, you got two more. What? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. That's fantastic. What? What happened? Did they have an explanation afterwards, or what? What happened? They're just like, now you're gonna fight eight rounds. Apparently, I mean, maybe I didn't get the memo. Some something happened somewhere where it was like, okay, you're doing eight. I was like, all right, I guess. I mean, I'm not. I can't complain about it then and there. So all you can do is roll with it. Yeah. Yeah. So was that that your first eight round fight? 
Yep. Wow. <laughs> well, yeah, well, you got that out the way now. Now you know how it feels, and and you'll be ready for uh, for whatever comes uh, at you next, bro. Exactly. So, next fight up next uh, next month, February twelfth. Uh, shout out to Forrest and to and to Joe putting on another great show out there in Austin, Texas. So if you're in the area, Valentine's weekend, make sure you check it out. Givens Recreational Center. Uh, next fight up is going to be putting on a fantastic show. Some hard hitters. You got Rashad Hicks on the card. You have uh, Robert Garcia, Eduardo Garcia, Jiffy Morales, uh, Ephraim, uh, Tali, uh, Eugene Hill Jr. It's just going to be an action-packed uh, show. So uh, how's how's uh, camp coming along? Are you getting in some uh, some good uh, some good sparring? So yesterday was actually my first day back sparring because okay. um, we landed, what, last Sunday? Yeah. I took Monday, Tuesday off. Wednesday was back in the gym training normal. And then Friday was the first day back sparring. How'd it feel? How's your body feeling? Good. I mean, I feel great because, I mean, I, know I, was, I, was, I knew I was in shape going into the last fight. Right. And then it's always refreshing coming back to working out after your fight. Because, you, as you know, like the tail end of the camp leading up to a fight, you're focusing on your weight. So you can't really eat, you can't really drink, but you still got to put in the work. Right. So then after the fight, you go back to training and you're still in just as good a shape, but now you can eat and drink. So you feel a whole lot better. Absolutely. Now you're, you're, uh, you're a welter, right? Right. 147? 47, right. 47. And how is it? How's that weight for you? Do you feel comfortable there? Is it is it easy for you to make your weight at 147? Do you see yourself going up or down as you move forward? So lately, we've been pretty much um, – I've actually been fighting heavier than that. So since last year, I fought at – I think my first fight last year was like around 55, 54. Mm -hmm. And then it was slowly coming down from there. And then it was like 54 and then 52, 51. Um, this last one was at 52. This next one's going to be at 47, and it's we're just slowly bringing it down. Um, and we'll probably keep it steady right around 143, 145 when we get there until something major happens and we drop to 40. So you've been I mean, you've been active, man. You know, you, you you fought a couple of weeks ago. You're back in February. How many fights do you see yourself fighting this year? Uh, quite a bit, hopefully. Anytime um, there's a show, you want to be on it, huh? Just about. I mean, I'm 7-0 right now after – February will be at eight. If I can hit 12, 13 by the end of the year, that'd be great. And what do you, um, how do you see, how do you see your path going out? What is some of the, what are some of the fighters that you see right now that you'd like to see yourself uh, get in the ring with? So I guess right now you got, you got the obvious guys at the top of the food chain, the, the Tios, the Haney's, the Javante's, yeah. they're a little smaller. Um, but I mean, if they want to meet at 40 one day, that'd be cool. I know. I think Tio is moving up to 40 soon. Um, but those guys are pretty small. So I think right now at the 47, you have Boots Ennis. He's mm -hmm. uh, making noise at 47, I think. And so is Virgil Ortiz from Dallas. Ortiz, yeah. Yeah. Man, it seems like, you know, when you when you uh, when you watch these fights and when you watch these fighters, who are some of the guys that you look at and say, "Man, this guy, this guy has something special." Who do you think is who do you think is overrated? You know, Coach Coach D likes to do this little segment called "Overrated yeah. Underrated," where he I see list off a, yeah, he'll list off a couple of fighters that 
you know, we will 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 judge. You know, who are some of the fighters right now that you think are underrated and and overrated? Like, let's start with underrated. Who's out there right now that's that that we're not really uh, paying attention to that we should? Uh, man, you're probably gonna be disappointed at my knowledge of fighters in the boxing game. I don't watch them too much. I know Boots is. I feel like Boots is pretty underrated. Uh, Ennis. I think he's from Philly. I'm not sure exactly where he's from. Jerome Ennis. Right. I think he's pretty underrated. But, I mean, because I know he could crack. Again, I grew up with most of these guys in the amateurs. You know, we were always at the same tournaments and things like that. Um, I almost think Virgil's pretty underrated, too. I know he he's, does make a lot of noise recently, or has been. He has But been. I feel like people have been kind of sleeping on him for the most part. But we'll see whenever he gets in the mix with those, like the Porters, the Thurmans, and all those, all those guys. You know, it's funny you said. You know, it, it, it's amazing. You know, when when we're in there training or we're 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 focused on boxing, we tend to have our head so focused on what we're doing that we're not paying attention to what's going on. So we'll miss a lot of what's happening. When we, you know, like you said, uh, we don't have all all the information because we don't have time to be. In their studying right. everyone and, and 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 paying attention to what everyone's doing. Uh, but I tell you what, though, you know who I am excited. The the fight that I'm excited about that's coming up is this guy, uh, uh, Oscar Valdez and uh, Shakur. Uh, Shakur? Yeah. Stevenson? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about I think that? I, I think Shakur takes it yeah. pretty uh, pretty handily. I th I think uh, I you know my head my head is telling me Shakur is going to win because he's a he's a monster. I mean, fucking yeah. He's, he, he's the future. He's the future of boxing. The kid is is so special, so talented. He has all the charisma and and, and all the tools that he needs to to be the next face of uh, of boxing. Man, but I I love I love uh, I love uh, Oscar's story. I love his energy. I love his 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 whole aura and his boxing. Man, I love his boxing as well. I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be a great fight. Good for boxing. Good for both of them. And and uh, you know we'll see. I'm always yeah, I'm always I, I, I'm always a rooting for the underdog and Oscar is definitely the underdog in that fight. So yeah, we'll, we'll see how it, how it turns out. For sure. Who are, uh, who are some, uh, who are some of the fighters that said, uh, that, that you enjoy watching or not even enjoy watching, but who, who would you say you model your boxing after or someone that you study or, or look at film? Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I model it. After anybody in particular, I just I guess I try to take a little bit of everybody. I mean, because, you know, no one's perfect. No one's got a perfect game. So I guess the guys that I like to watch are the Lomachenko's up there. He's definitely probably number one. Um, funny enough, even Tyson Fury, obviously, yeah. you know, the weight, obviously, it's, it's going to be different. But just the way that he can box for being so big, I think is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. He's six, seven, you know, 300. And some pounds, and he and 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 he moves that in that ring like he's a welterweight. I mean, yeah. watching him fight is ridiculous, you know. And I love he shouldn't be able to do that at all, at all, you know. And you watch these memes, and you know, you're on social media, and you'll see like uh, uh, Wilder pictures of Wilder and pictures of uh, of AJ, and yeah. uh, on each side, and you have Tyson uh, Fury in the middle. Both these guys are, you know, had this amazing physique they're built you know six pack and and arms yeah. and then you got the guy in the middle who's overweight <laughs> <got a big laughs> belly, but he can kick both of their asses and move it moving that ring like 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 he's yeah. like it's nothing 
It's just and amazing. Not only can he not only can he kick their ass, but he outboxes them. Like he's yeah. he moves more athletically than them. Yeah, I mean it's it's it's. I was I was up last night and I couldn't fall asleep and uh, I was flipping through his channels and uh, that that uh, that Tyson Wilder fight was on the third one and that's just like I mean even in that fight he was a little flat footed. You know it wasn't like he wasn't in, in the second fight. But man, just to watch him move and watch him fight is is, is crazy. Special. Yeah, it's something it's something special. You know, back to Lomo, man. What do you think about Lomo? How do you think how do you think Lomo's career is gonna is is going to is gonna close out? You know, he had that tough fight against or that tough loss against uh uh Lopez. Yeah. yeah. And um, you know, he came back with the victory. I thought he looked great. I thought he dominated the fight. I I felt like he would. Uh how do you see how do you see it? I mean, I, I I hope they give him all the fights that everyone obviously wants to see against the Javantes, the Haney's, and Ryan and all them. I hope, but I I don't think he'll get be able to fight them all by the time he's done. I mean, because he's only got a couple years left. Right. Yeah. That's a, that's a shitty side. Yeah. He's uh. But how old is he now? He's in his thirties for sure. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think I think right now his best, well, biggest fight would probably be against Tank. Tank, at least in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't see, I don't see him losing to any of them. Like, I, the only, the only person I would see him having issues again with would be if, like, if there was a rematch with Lomo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that would be, I mean, a rematch with uh, Teo. I think that Tio. would be, yeah, that would be a tough fight for, uh, for him again, but. I just I don't I don't know who else can can beat him. Right. I don't I think he just outboxes Tank pretty yeah. easily. I mean cuz Tank was being outboxed by Santa Cruz and Santa Cruz is a much smaller guy. Yeah. What do you, what do you what's your take on this uh uh George Caboso guy? Apparently he's the real deal. I mean honestly, I'm kind of like most people I didn't know too much about him until this last fight. But I mean that's all it takes is that one chance, and now everyone knows who you are. Do you think? Do you think? Do you think that we? Do you think that we were too quick to crown Tio, and this guy exposed him, or is this guy just the real deal? Is George just the real deal? Because it was a hell of a fight. Like this was right. There were there. It was a hell of a fight. Right. I think it could be a little bit of both. I think it, it Tio is too young to be that guy, like already. I mean, he's definitely not on the same, you know, level as like say Canelo. Canelo's obviously right. that guy. You right. can't say that for Lopez, like even if he would have won that fight, even if he would have knocked Cambosos out, he's still not that guy. It's just too early in his career. But man, I guess Cambosos just came in ready. I mean Fuck, yeah. I don't know if he's that guy. I, I hope he beat Haney. I hope he was uh, if that fight happens. I think he should just because, I mean, from what I've heard, Haney's not a big puncher and, right. you know, Cambosos comes to fight. But as far as Cambosos beating, I mean, maybe, maybe this is me being a fanboy, but I don't think he beats Lomachenko like at all. No, no, I think, I think. Nor Davis, actually. I think that whole Lo, that whole uh, Lomo. I, I'm a, I'm big on Lomo. I love Lomo. I've been a big fan on, uh, uh, of Lomo Checo for a while. Uh, I had him 
I picked him to beat uh, Tio, and I'm a, and I was a Tio fan, uh, and I was disappointed. I was shocked, and and even right. after the fight, even after the fight, I was like, you know what, he he he, he lost. There's yeah, no, Tio did his thing. Yeah, he 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 lost. Uh, but now let's see how he comes back, how he rebounds, and and what he does different. And he came back and he beat that Comey kid. Um, mm-hmm. And um, but I don't. I think I think he made the adjustments. I think if you put Cambosas in there with him, I think I think Lomo beats him. Uh, yeah. Uh, but this guy, I mean, this kid, man, he's. I think I think I think he's tough. I think he knows how to fight. I think he he wants it. Uh, but I, I was all in too on Timo. Like I, when he beat when he beat Loma, I'm like, all right, fuck, let's see what this kid got. I thought he was gonna run the table, and I was shocked, that, uh, like a lot of us was when uh, when Cambosos beat him. Right, like I know he wasn't the boogeyman per se, like not right. just yet. But I I didn't think Cambosos was gonna win, or were, right. yeah, I didn't think he was gonna walk away with that win. So I knew he was that guy, and I thought he was gonna beat Cambosos, but. I mean, this is boxing. Anything can happen. Speaking about the boogeyman, bro, what about fucking better is? How are you on him? Not a, I don't follow him crazy. I don't know a whole bunch about him. I think he's a little bit overrated, but wow, yeah. I mean, the kid, the kid. I think the kid's a monster. I think I would love, I would love to see him fight uh, Canelo in about three or four years, three years maybe. Get him, yeah. get, get some good tough fights in under him. And uh, I think I think that's gonna be a fucking blockbuster. Is he the same weight as um? Is he the same weight as Berlanga? What weight is Berlanga? I don't know. I know Benavides. Benavides, Let me see, David Benavides. He's one sixty-five, right? Something like that. I think Berlanga is also like sixties, maybe seventies. He Benavides is. He's like 165. But um, but the kid's a fucking monster, man. He's young too, right? Yeah, he's 25, bro. Oh shit. He's 25. He's 25. He's 25 and oh. He does another kid that's his 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 future is his bright and embodied. Right. So he, he reminds me a lot of Mungia. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, yeah. Mungia. Doesn't he have a fight coming up? I thought he had a fight coming up. Let me see. Not that I've seen. He's out of where? He's out of uh some Mungia? Yeah. Mm, somewhere in Mexico. I'd be lying if I told you I knew. He was I honestly thought he, yeah, he's from Mexico, but I thought he was uh No, he's in California. Or by he's from Tijuana. Right. Yeah, yeah, Tijuana. I don't know why he thought he was from, from Texas. No, but he's from. Nah. He's fought here quite a few times. That's probably why. Oh, man. So were you doing any training today? Today, uh, I might go for a little run later. Uh, a little run later today, probably tomorrow also. And then we'll back many, in the gym regular on how Monday. Many, how many miles do you uh, do you usually put in? Minimum three. Uh, it's not even worth lacing up a pair of shoes for anything less than that but i was quite the track star or whatever in high school and college growing up so i mean i'll go up to 10 12 15 whatever Ah, really 
<laughs> I, uh, I, I try to run about three miles. When I was, when I was in the gym all the time, about six months ago, I was running about three miles every day and then I fell off and I, I, I just got back into the gym last week and I'm, you know, I'm starting to, to train again and I did two and I felt good, but I'm like, nah, it, like you said, it's, if it's not at least three, it just doesn't make no sense. I'm trying to get back, uh, trying to get back into, uh, into my routine. When you, when, when, when you're not training, how much does your, does your weight fluctuate and how, how difficult is it for you to, to get back into, because, you know, there's, there's, there's fight weight. There's, there's, there's walk around weight. And then there's, I don't give a, and I've been in, I've been in that. I don't give a shit weight for, for a couple months. And I, man, I, I put on about 20 pounds, bro. And so it's when, when I'm, when I'm in that walk around weight, it's about 10 pounds away from where, you know, I, if I'm going to fight, it's going to, right. that's like that sweet spot. Yeah. yeah. That 10 pounds. Oh, I got away from it. How, how do how does your weight fluctuate? And I'm old, I'm way older. So for me, it's uh it's it's it, it takes a toll but for you being a professional how how much does your weight because i tell you what i seen uh we were in vegas for uh quentin's fight uh before the pandemic uh on the uh, charlo uh undercard and i ran into uh, earl spence bro i'd be a liar if i didn't tell you that, that fool looked like he was damn near 200 pounds bro like really that dude, yeah that dude gets big when he's not when he's earl not, uh, earl I mean, I'm exaggerating a little bit. Yeah, but, but, I, but, I, but I didn't least, expect Arrow to, to be able to blow up like that. Bro, that man, that man blows up easy. Ask anybody that that that, that dude is that dude will blow up about hundred. I I could he could have been easily 180 pounds, easily damn. 180 pounds. Yeah. So so I, I that's how I was. I was like, damn, bro. Uh, so I know I know for for different people, it, you know, it, it can vary. How is it for you? So, what, what was that word that you called it? That like I don't give a shit weight, well, yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I guess whenever I was out for those two years when I was finishing school and then pandemic, that was when I was the biggest ever. That was my like I didn't give a shit, like whatever. I probably got to like one ninety, one like around one ninety. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't pretty. I was, you know, felt horrible about myself. Just. I didn't give a damn. It's crazy though, right, man? You you know you 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 when you're training and you're in camp or uh, you're at least consistently going to the gym, you know your body becomes accustomed to even just moving a certain way, carrying a certain amount of weight, just functioning, uh, and you feel good. But once you start putting on that weight, it's like oh, it's, it's like it's like a drag to get out of bed, uh, to get back into the routine. So what is it? What do you do when you when that helps you jumpstart your, 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 your metabolism. Is it running? Is it sparring? Is it hitting the bag? Like what is it? Or is you just jump in the water and say, let's fucking get it. Pretty much just about that. I mean, whenever I was, you know, fat ass can be, you know, 190, those, and you finally decide, Hey, I'm gonna go back and, you know, get in shape or whatever. Those first 10, 20 pounds or those are easy. Like those first few pounds, especially cause I've been an athlete all my life. Right. So I'm, I'm not, lazy per se I, I can get out there and get it right. so those first 10 20 pounds came off come off like nothing all you gotta right. do is work out a little bit right. and then you can throw another five ten pounds but just quit quit eating shitty no more pizzas mcdonald's cokes 
For me, it's energy drinks. I, I love energy drinks, Monsters, Red Bulls, all that. That's my weakness. All right, but, uh, now, as as, uh, are they bad? Are they, how, why, why are they bad? Because of the calories or because of the, the, the shit that it does to you, like the heart? Uh, it could, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, it doesn't help that I sometimes, or like growing up a few years back, I would have um, high blood pressure, which is uh, funny because I've been an athlete my whole life, right? But um, I think the energy drinks, at least for me, I'm no scientist. I don't study food or anything, but I think the preservatives or uh, the things inside the energy drinks sits in your body a little bit. And to me, again, I know nothing about, I'm no scientist or nothing, but to me, I think it, it hurts you when it comes yeah. to, yeah, I think it, I don't know what it is again. I think it's the preservatives or something. It just stays inside you and it takes forever to lose weight. If I, if I, wow, I didn't think about it like that. I know when I have energy drinks, if I have it at past like five o'clock or five 30, like I'm at three o'clock in the morning, I'm staring at the fucking ceiling. Same. I should have never fucking drank that energy drink. It's ridiculous. Same. But, um, but yeah. So are you, uh, what's your nationality? Is it, is it Mexican? Yeah. Mexican. Okay. So what's your, what's, you know, did your, did your fan, because me being, I'm Mexican as well. And, you know, whenever we used to have the fights, whether it was, you know, I, I, I can remember the days when the family used to get together for the Julio Cesar Chavez fights. And then it was, you know, the De La Hoya fights, you know, the, you know, Fernando Vargas fights. Was that mm -hmm. like that for you growing up, you know, ha having your uncles or whoever, you know, get together for the fights and, uh, do you have any memories like that, or are you the one that's bringing boxing into your family? Yeah, that um, we were, were not a we were never really a boxing family. I didn't have uncles, grandparents, nobody growing up with boxing. I was basically the start. Nice, but are they all in now? Are they are they supportive and and so, supportive? Yes. Do they like to see me fight? Not necessarily, you know, mom right. still like turns away and like, I don't want you to fight and all that. <laughs> but, but as soon as we you know we're done fighting, oh my God, and congratulations. I always yeah. knew you would blah, 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 that, that whole nine. Yeah. And it's, and it's tough. It's tough for, for, for moms. And, and, you know, it, it, you always watch these fights and, you know, when someone gets hurt or someone gets knocked out and, you know, they're, it takes them a minute to get up. You know, you always, sure. I, I'll tend to look out into, you know, the, to the, to the crowd and you'll see the wife or the family. And, yeah. and it's, 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 it's a tough sport. It's, it's a brutal, violent uh, sport. And it's not definitely not uh, for the lighthearted for, at all. Oh, for sure. Uh, it's scary. Now, what's your, and, and the reason I had asked that was because, you know, we're always talking on the show about Canelo and, and Chavez and, 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 and the Mexican uh, uh, boxing fighters. Who, yeah. Who, 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 who would you, who do you think holds the throne when it comes to Mex the, the greatest Mexican fighter of all time? I, I think you kind of got to give it to Chavez, but that could just be me being a little bit of a Canelo hater. I'm not the biggest fan of Canelo. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. Um, I'm not, I mean, he's that guy. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm not really sold on him. Like he is the number one pound for pound right now, but I, I just don't like it. <laughs> I think, I think Canelo is, is, is the pound, best pound for pound. I think he is the, the, the face of boxing. Canelo's great. There's, there's, yeah. no, there's no, there's n <laughs> absolutely nothing that you can take away from Canelo. The guy's a specimen. For sure. 
He's uh, the, what he's done is unbelievable. Uh, fighting in the right. weight classes, uh, being able to achieve what he's what he's what he has thus far in his career has has been sh nothing short but phenomenal. Uh, For sure. But the, the the conversation of the greatest boxer of all time is is it's fun to have. It's fun to compare uh, the, the the two styles, the two legends. Uh, and it's always great to watch when they're together, right? Because Chavez yeah. is so Chavez is so humble, and he'll you know he'll say no, you're the greatest, and you know you're you're gonna carry the you're gonna carry on the the the, the throne and and be the you know the greatest Mexican fighter of all time. Uh, but even then, I was asking you know I wanted to ask a, a leading question of that you know here we have Julio Cesar Chavez, uh, uh, who many consider the greatest Mexican fighter of all time uh and then you have his son chavez, mm, man. chavez jr chavez jr who who arguably is the most embarrassing uh, <laughs> uh fighter of uh, mexican fighter of all time i mean the shit that we see from him from the from the uh you know wearing the, the dancing heels, and the, the dancing yep. and the you know the, the the performances that he's put he's put on uh I, and i don't even know if you've seen it the other day uh i, I think coach uh d put it out on the, on the soap soap boxing podcast page where did the trainer actually give him something during the fight <laughs> like like that's yeah what it, that's i've seen what, that yeah that's what it looked like so it's like you know, it, it, it's got to be, it's got to be, it's got to be a nightmare for, for, for senior. For Bob's, yeah. Yeah, it's got to be. But wh where I was going with this was, you see Jake Paul and yeah. and, and, and Chavez Jr. possibly uh, uh, having a fight. I think that would be a good fight. I think that would be a good fight uh, in the sense that it would bring, it would bring a lot of, uh, uh, more attention to boxing. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know who would win. You would. You would have to think. You would have to think that child. I would have Jake Paul. No, well, you, I would have Jake. And I get it. I get it because it, the Chuck Junior is so, such a fucking mess. But at the end of the day, he's still a professional. Like it, it's like okay, like if you fuck this up, like you, like you're done. Like, and you should have been done years ago. Right, but it, that's exactly it, though. Like, he doesn't care. Like, he has no, like... Respect. Clear, yeah, clearly he has no pride or respect for what he's doing. I mean, you At see all. him dancing in heels and all that. Yeah. So why wouldn't he just take a couple mil and go... He's already a joke. Might as well be yeah. the biggest joke and get paid for it. Fuck, it's ridiculous. What do, What's your whole take on the Jake Paul uh, movement or the Jake Paul, uh, you know, the whole YouTuber... Yeah. Turning boxing, what's how do you feel about it? Is it good or bad for boxing? I think overall, in the long run, it's good because it is bringing the new eyes. You know, all the the kids or whatever that follow Jake Paul, they're coming, they're watching the fights and all that. So I think overall, it's pretty good. Now, has he fought anybody? No, obviously. I mean, he's fighting these MMA guys and basketball players, and like that's the part that I don't get. Like, it's cool. If you want to bring them in as the main event, that's fine. Do that, but why don't you put them into against a, a real boxer? Right, right. Now that's the only part I didn't get. Now, now my whole 
when it comes to Jake Paul, I love I love what he's doing as far as bringing attention to boxing, bringing new fans, bringing bringing right. uh, you know bringing that attention to boxing. And I really like what he you know the back and forth that's going on with Dana White. You know, yeah. as far as paying the UFC fighters more and whatnot, for sure. But while he's in boxing, I mean, I I think he ought to apply that to to boxing as well. You know, he's getting paid millions to fight non professional boxers. He should be given opportunities to to young prospects, young fighters that are coming up. You know, the Garcias of of, of the boxing world. You know, the mm-hmm. Randalls of the boxing world that are out right. here grinding every day, putting in the work, fighting. You know, four or five times a year, traveling internationally, trying to you know trying to get to that opportunity so they can shine. You know, I think that he needs to use that 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 vehicle that he has right now and give some of these young uh, prospects an opportunity to not only showcase who they are, but but also make money. Um, because you have these, you know, you have these big shows, uh, and and it's nothing but a fucking circus act. I mean, you got exactly, you, you know, you got these fucking guys fighting uh, basketball players and. And 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 then you have on the undercard you have football players. Then they have like a uh, Terrell Owens fight someone the other day. Yeah. On the undercards and so yep. you know I, I I think I think the I think the the concept's a great concept. I think the gimmick's great. I, I I love what it's doing. I think we can make some adjustments to really help uh, those in, in in the boxing community, the the, the young prospects that are coming up. To give them a platform, give them a chance to get some of that, some of that money as well. Right. Uh, Cause it's is it real boxing? No. No. Cause like like you said, it's a circus show, basically, right? Cause but it's entertaining and it draws right. eyes, which is right. good. That's why I think like you were saying, you're correct. Like there there should be a way to mix mix the two, you know? Like you could go ahead and have your little circus show. Right. But why don't you throw in some real boxing and give those guys a chance? Absolutely. And I think Just, and I think that's where that's that would be the sweet spot that right. would be the sweet spot for everyone uh because then because then not then then you're you're really gonna bring because there was a time especially in the beginning where you would have uh you know purist you know boxing fans that would say oh i'm not gonna watch that shit I'm right. not that, that, I, that, you know, that's not even real boxing. I'm not going to watch it. This, that, and another. But if you're able to meet that sweet spot where you have where you have this, you know, these these fights, but you also have real boxing. Well, then you're going to bring both worlds together, and that's where you can, you know, make the magic happen. And everybody wins. Everyone makes money. The fans get boxing. You know, the the, the and their the, little circus show. Yeah, and they get the fucking entertainment <laughs> aspect of it. You know, the WWE fucking right. Uh, uh, a theme behind it, but you know, I love, I love what they're doing over there with, uh, you know, like Mike Tyson, you know, Mike Tyson, yeah. like what he did with Roy Jordan's uh, junior. I love that shit. Like that was the fight that for me growing up and in the nineties, like I should have really, happened. Yeah. It should have happened. <laughs> and, and even though they're not in their prime and even though it wasn't, you know, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a 12 round fight, we got to see a glimpse of these two legends fight so our imagination could have gotten away a little bit like man can you imagine if they were in their prime can you imagine if they were right. able to fall and even though uh 
you know, even though it wasn't, you know, it wasn't in their prime, they still box. You still, we still saw some boxing. For sure, they were, they were in there boxing. You know, they weren't. You know, they weren't trying to kill each other, but they were boxing. So I right. love, I love what they're doing with the whole. I think it's the Legends League, right, or some shit like that. The Legend Legends League. I, or, I haven't heard of that. Yeah, with 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 Titan. Let me see, Mike, Mike Tyson. Uh, I'm surprised Floyd league, doesn't go in there and start fighting those guys. Leagues, leagues, legends, legends only, or or some shit. But uh. But then you got you got you got uh, Paul talking about he wants to you know they want he wants to fight Tyson. Ah, yeah, I don't know, because because then you know he's gonna if he wins that which you know Tyson's however old Tyson is yeah Jake's just gonna be wow you know I beat Tyson blah 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 I was like yeah bro I mean but did you really beat the real Tyson no like but his ego's gonna think he did. You know, but I'm I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Paul credit in the fact that he is training. Oh he, yeah, he's, no, he's, he knows he's, how to box. Yeah, he's well, he's training. What and and he's boxing, but the level and the caliber, right, is is where is you know he's staying within his his perimeters. You know, he's not right. he's not getting in over his head. And even and even the, even if he was to fight Tyson, that's a very 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 dangerous fight. For Paul, because I don't care, I don't care how young you are, I don't care how strong you may be, you're still in there with Mike Tyson, yeah, and a motherfucker that still trains. So anything, right. anything could happen. But even if he loses that fight, he really doesn't lose anything to his name because it's Tyson, right? Like, right. yeah, he lost, but it's Mike Tyson, so of course, like, you know, you're not gonna all of a sudden think Jake Paul sucks because he lost to Tyson, because well, Tyson's Tyson, right? Right. Yeah. So you, you don't. He he doesn't have a lot to lose there. I mean, I I remember always that the the question was always, would you take ten million dollars to to right. take, take a punch from Mike Tyson? And you were like, no, nah, I'm not taking you know, this that and and here we are. So yeah, you you don't you don't lose getting in the ring with with Mike Tyson. You might get hurt, but right. As far, but, as I mean, far, your as name. As a, yeah. As far as a branding and marketing standpoint, no, you don't. You don't. You don't lose that. Uh, yeah. Man, man, well, we appreciate you. I appreciate you stopping by, man. I'm, uh, I'll be out there February 12th uh, in Austin, at, again, at the Gibbons Recreational Center. Uh, next fight up, it's going to be an action-packed fight. Eduardo Garcia is going to be on there. I look forward to uh, to watching you showcase your talents once again and getting you uh, uh, your eighth victory. You are eight. No, I mean, knockouts, do you have? Uh, I don't. Okay, so we'll, we'll, we're going to be looking for one. Uh, for sure. On, on on the twelfth, uh, get your get your tickets now. Next fight up, uh, nextfightup.com, February twelfth. If you are in Austin, it's a great Valentine's uh, weekend uh, idea, ladies. If you're watching, take your man to the next fight up at the Givens Recreational Center. There's nothing more that there's nothing that says I love you more than taking your man to watch a boxing uh, event. My man, you got. I'll be free after I'll be free after my fight anyways if they if they don't want to go with their man. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um where can people follow you at? On uh, Instagram uh, or Facebook? Instagram, uh Facebook, Eduardo Garcia. I'm sure there's like a million of them here in Houston. Um <laughs> Instagram, Boxing Garcia. Same uh, for Snapchat. 
All right, my man. Well, we appreciate you uh, coming on, man. It was fun chatting with you. I look forward to seeing you in uh, Austin. Good luck with uh, camp, and uh, we look forward to seeing you kick ass, bro. Thanks, brother. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. All right, everyone. We look forward to uh, seeing you all next week. We appreciate you tuning in once again. It's your boy, Fresh, uh, signing off. Peace. Later. What's up, guys? Coach here. I want to encourage you to visit itrboxing.com for all the latest in boxing news, results, and interviews. My partner, Lukey, is a boxing insider who has access to camps, fighters, and coaches. He promotes the sport on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Search ITR Boxing everywhere and get inside the ropes with my main man, Lukey. guys coach Derek here I wanted to invite y'all to check out in the ring with Christine a podcast hosted by a cut woman media personality and Olympic boxing coach Christine Lopez in the ring with Christine can be found on YouTube Facebook and Pottertron Network it includes women crushing it Wednesdays and all women's panel discussing the previous week in boxing please like subscribe follow and share in the ring with Christine.